there, you are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. Hosted by functional medicine physician, Dr. Nicole Rivera, and functional medicine nutritionist, Brooke Scheller. We just wanna take a moment to thank you so much for listening, and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of IWG Radio. You have Dr. Nicole and Brooke Scheller, our clinical nutritionists here, and we are going to be talking about adrenal fatigue versus chronic fatigue. Yeah, so I think this is a really great topic because we're all tired. We are, a lot of people are complaining that they're tired and maybe they're not really sure where it's coming from. So, you know, we wanted to get to the bottom of, or help you to get to the bottom of if this is something that could be influenced um, by something called adrenal fatigue, and we'll talk more about what that is, um, if there are possibly some underlying causes for adrenal fatigue, or if there are maybe some other things going on within your body that could be contributing to fatigue. Um, Again, we live in this fast-paced world, and so there is definitely a lot that is affecting our systems, and um, I will have Dr. Nicole kind of jump into introducing uh, our functional medicine practice and really how we go about addressing something like fatigue. Yeah, I I really wanted to do this podcast because I think that we live in an epidemic of fatigue right now. Just like Brooke said, everybody's tired. Nobody necessarily knows why, and nobody necessarily knows what to do about it. Uh, I think maybe we read up on B vitamins and think that's a good option, but sometimes the uh, progress is short-lived. Um, so with that being said, you know, in my opinion, chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue are virtually the same thing. Um, most people that have been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, which means that the adrenal glands within the body are not functioning optimally anymore. Um, you know, people are generally going to be experiencing fatigue. Um, but in addition to somebody who is experiencing adrenal issues, they might also have hormonal imbalances as well. But one of the things that I find in my clinical practice is that, A lot of people come to me with the diagnosis of adrenal fatigue and they said, oh, I've been working with an integrative physician or I've been working with a functional medicine physician and, um, you know, we've been really trying to work on my adrenals because I'm so tired and my hormones are off and, you know, and and that's really just where all my symptoms lie is in this adrenal fatigue description. And... With the type of testing that I do is I automatically think, what is the underlying root cause of your adrenal fatigue? Because the adrenals are impacted by so many different things that could be going on. And hence, that means your uh, energy levels are also going to be impacted. So some of the things that I find is that underlying gastrointestinal imbalances, things like yeast, bacteria, parasites, are a big part of the puzzle. I also find that mold exposure is another big part of the puzzle. And as Brooke and I were kind of discussing to get ready for this podcast, you know, she's like, well, you should make sure that you mention, you know, immune system issues and how that can contribute to fatigue. And 
one of the reasons why our immune systems are so compromised is because our bodies are trying to either fight different pathogens that are built up in our gut or our immune systems are compromised because we're holding on to toxins, which could be caused by mold. And sometimes it could also be caused by different types of metals like mercury. We hear about mercury in fish a lot um, or other types of metals that exist in our environment. So there is 100% is an immune system issue, but at the end of the day, you have to figure out, does someone have gut issues? Does somebody have mold exposure? And is that what's then leading to the adrenals being imbalanced and then causing fatigue? And I think that's a great point to mention because I think that there's a lot of information online about adrenal fatigue. And it is true because we live in this super overdrive world that we're on cell phones, we're on the internet, we're answering emails at every hour of the day. Mm -hmm. And so that is absolutely driving our stress response. And, And that could definitely be contributing to things like adrenal fatigue. However, you know, what, what else is going on in the body? Because, you know, 50 years ago, everyone didn't have adrenal fatigue. And there was, you know, of course, less, maybe some less stressors at that time. Um, But, you know, how are different things in our environment, toxins, like you mentioned, even biotoxins from mold, how are those things impacting the, uh, our systems as well? And so let's elaborate more on some of those different areas that you touched upon. Like, let's start first by talking about the gut. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I have a big focus on the gut in my practice, and we recently released a cookbook called Eat for Eat for Your Gut, and um, I find that, unfortunately, so many people coming through my doors are battling some type of gut imbalance, and I think partly it's because our food industry has changed so much. Um, we're getting exposed to toxins left and right, and, um, and because our immune systems are compromised, we're not really able to fight off these different pathogens. So what I really mean by pathogens is, um, you know, some people can definitely have bacterial overgrowth in their gut. And the reason why that happens is because maybe you don't have enough stomach acid that will help you to fight off different bacteria that could be on your food. And then if that bacteria gets into the lower intestines, then it can live there and, um, and thrive and actually feed off of your food. And then yeast, I would say, is one of the most common things that I see. And I see that primarily because it's fed by sugar and carbs. And how many of us love sugar? How many of us love bread? Um, Or just how much sugar is in everything that we eat nowadays? You know, you go to the Starbucks, think you're getting just like a, you know, a black coffee, putting some milk in there. What we're not realizing is that milk has 30 grams of sugar in it. So there's definitely a lot more sugar that we're exposed to on a daily basis, even if we realize it or not. So that is something that will definitely contribute to yeast overgrowth in the gut. And there's a lot of symptoms that go along with this. We've touched on these in previous podcasts in relation to to these different microbes. So I would definitely say check that out if you want to know a little bit more what that looks like. But for lack of derailing... um, The primary things that happen when you have bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, or even if you've had uh, exposure to parasites, maybe because you've traveled outside of the country, had food poisoning, etc., what's going to happen in the body is these different microbes or pathogens that are in your gut are going to give off something called endotoxins. So I kind of explain it like, think about trash. If you have trash in your house and it's sitting there for a long time, it starts to give off odor. Odor is a gas. 
these endotoxins also are a gas. So this will travel through the body and these endotoxins specifically will actually impact your pituitary gland. And what's interesting is that the pituitary gland, it produces a lot of different uh, hormones, but one of the things that they have found in the research is that these endotoxins specifically shut down the adrenal corticostimulating hormone. So literally the hormone that stimulates your adrenals to work properly is getting shut down completely by having these different pathogens in your gut. So it's such an interesting thing because you can really focus on your adrenals and try to stimulate them and stimulate them and get things balanced and get your hormones balanced, but you're going to pretty much feel good while you're maybe taking certain supplements or certain hormones. And then as soon as you're off of those, you're going to go right back to square one because you haven't figured out the root cause. Great. And I think that's really important to mention because I think, like you said, a lot of people think that it's just adrenal fatigue that is contributing to their symptoms. But the fact of the matter is, and like she said, there's a lot of different symptoms. If you're having bloating or maybe you've had another diagnosis uh, of Crohn's or, or, or SIBO or IBS, those two things can definitely be playing a role together. So let's jump now to talk a little bit more about mold exposure. And we did do a previous podcast on testing your home for mold, but we haven't really touched much on what's going on in the body when we are exposed to mold. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Yeah, and mold is actually a pretty elaborate topic, and we'll definitely be doing a uh, podcast in the future to kind of uh, expand upon what we're going to talk about today. But um, mold is something that's so interesting because we think that if you we do testing and it comes up positive for mold, it's not that you are maybe living in a moldy situation currently. Sometimes it can be a past exposure, but your body hasn't successfully shed the biotoxins, which is pretty much the byproduct of mold. Um, it hasn't shed them successfully. So in the event that you currently or in the past have been exposed to mold, if you know it or not, <laughs> because a lot of us have you know, I ask people all the time, have you been exposed to mold? And they're like, oh, definitely not. And their testing does come up positive. Well, I would definitely recommend listening to that previous podcast with, I interviewed a gentleman who specializes in mold remediation. And I think that's a really important point to mention is that most of the time when people are being exposed to mold, they don't really know it. It's not necessarily that you have the black fur growing on your walls, mm -hmm. but it could be behind walls, behind cabinets and things like that. So mm -hmm. uh, just something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. I think that's important. Um, so in the event that you are exposed to, to mold, the primary thing that your body will hold on to is uh, what you call biotoxins. And the biotoxins, like I said, are the byproduct of mold. And um, what happens is it's almost like a snowball effect. And some of the things that become impacted with the exposure to mold is your immune system. So a lot of people exposed to mold will have a tendency to have lots of different viruses in the body. Um, everything from maybe walking pneumonia, Epstein-Barr virus, um, herpes simplex 1, which is the cold sores, or even maybe uh, herpes simplex 2, which could be the uh, genital version. So you'll tend to have a lot more viruses in your system. Um, on top of that, the primary one of the primary organs that it affects is your pituitary gland. So go figure. So your pituitary gland, again, is the stimulating hormone for your adrenals. It also is the stimulating hormone for your thyroid and your reproductive organs. 
So one of the primary things you see with people exposed to mold is major hormone imbalances, especially with their testosterone levels and their estrogen levels. Um, and you also will see adrenal fatigue because the adrenals are now also impacted as well. So in, you know, in the realm of the pituitary gland, it really is like the master gland of the body, of the brain. So it also does regulate your urination because it regulates your antidiuretic hormones. So some people exposed to mold also will have a tendency to have more frequent urination or always feel thirsty because their body's losing so many electrolytes. So those are some of the most common symptoms. But, um, but mold is something that should not be taken lightly. It's definitely something that I find way too often in my clients when testing for it. Um, but it is a big culprit for us feeling so fatigued and being so immune compromised. Okay, so now we've got all these different things. We've got possible gut involvement. We've got possible mold exposure. And then we also have just that plain old, maybe too much stress over the last however many years. Um, so what do you recommend, you know, where do people really begin? Yeah, of course. And, you know, I definitely think that if you are someone who is experiencing major fatigue and you start to make some lifestyle modifications, maybe you start to exercise a little bit more, you know, really trying to get your endorphins up. And then you really try to take more vacations or, or have an extra day off or, you know, just stop burning the candle at both ends, essentially, you know, give yourself more self-care and, um, and, and take more breaks, essentially. If you start to do that and you don't notice a change in your energy levels, if they don't improve at all, then you really want to start exploring what is going on in my body that might be impacting my adrenals. And I would say that is getting the right testing typically from a functional medicine practitioner because unfortunately doing things to evaluate the gut usually includes stool analysis um, and then doing things to uh, check for exposure to mold is pretty in-depth uh, blood work. And unfortunately, I feel like not a lot of physicians are aware of testing for those types of things. And especially when it comes to mold, it might be easy to get the lab work to get diagnosed, but the treatment plan definitely varies and um, it's complicated. So let's just put it that way. So you need to work with somebody who's specifically trained in it. Um, so with that being said, it really starts with making those lifestyle modifications, seeing if that improves your situation. If it doesn't improve your situation, embarking on working with a physician who can support you, you know, get you the right lab testing, give you information about what is the root cause, and then embarking on a plan from there, which might include lifestyle recommendations in addition to diet, in addition to supplementation as well. Yeah, so if you are someone listening and some of this sounds like it might be what you're experiencing, we would be more than happy to offer you a free 15-minute call with myself just to discuss more about what's going on and, and some possible areas that we could even take a look and guide you a little bit more to feel better. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. And one thing I want to mention quickly is that um, some of you might be listening from far away. And um, just know that all of our services are virtual, so we can do anything via phone or Skype. So if you are someone who's really resonating with this information and, and really needs help, um, you know, we can help even if you are long distance. We'll talk to you soon.